If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, December 23rd. S&P futures are up about 12 points. That's about 33 basis points. The S&P futures are at 36.90 this morning. They hit an overnight low of 36.50, so they're about 40 points off the low. NASDAQ futures are up 26 points. That's about 20 basis points. So you have mild outperformance in the S&P versus the NASDAQ so far this morning. Europe's major indices are rallying 40 to 60 points. You have outperformance in most of the cyclical value groups with the exception of banks, which are trading more in line. And Asia finished higher across the board. So it's a very, very quiet morning. Um, it's going to be a very boring session. The next, the rest of this week will be boring and next week will be boring as well. You don't have major macro events on the calendar again until the week of January 4th. That being said, um, you know Trump has um, unveiled one of his latest and probably his last rabbit holes for investors to dive down if they would like to help pass the time on an otherwise boring session. So he posted this video to Twitter last night. It's about four minutes in length. He criticizes the just passed stimulus and budget bills in the House and Senate. Remember, this is a $900 billion stimulus coupled with a massive um, you know, trillion-dollar-plus budget for that is going to fund the overall government. Um, he never explicitly states that he will veto it, but obviously implicit in his comments is a threat to veto it. Keep in mind that both measures passed with overwhelming majorities in the House and Senate. There is more than enough support to override a veto should he actually decide to veto it. Um, you know, I don't think he actually will veto it. And again, there's enough support to override the veto in the House and the Senate, even if he were to successfully veto it and the Congress does not overturn the veto. Um, you know, this will become law in, in 27 days once Biden becomes president. So, you know, I view it more as kind of just performative noise than an actual material shift to the narrative. Like I said, I think um, were it not so boring otherwise, I don't think this would be getting much oxygen, but there's really not much else to talk about other than this kind of veto. So um, that will be dominating the narrative for this morning. Um, otherwise, there's not a whole lot to talk about. There were some reports in the British press about how you could see a Brexit breakthrough occur sometime within the next 24 hours. We'll have to see. It seems like most of the major Brexit issues are um, resolved with the exception of the whole fishing rights matter. So we'll have to see how that unfolds. You did see France reopen the border with the UK, um, obviously with some restrictions and more stringent COVID testing. So that is another kind of mild positive for the UK. The pound is rallying about 50 basis points this morning. Um, again, I think I think both topics are relatively minor for the U.S., but um, you know, very much obviously, um, you know, relevant more for the U.K. and Europe. Otherwise, it's it's kind of very status quo as far as the major themes and trends. Um, you know, in terms of monetary policy, COVID, COVID vaccines, etc. Um, you know, I think the next major macro event for the market is going to be the publication of Johnson Johnson's interim phase three data that is due out in early January, although they have not specified a date. It could occur, um, you know, presumably in late December 
or it could occur a little bit, you know, towards mid January. Um, you know, but assuming those that data is positive, and again, it doesn't have to be as good as what you saw out of Pfizer and Moderna in terms of efficacy in the ninety plus percent range. Um, you know, even efficacy in the sixty in the mid sixties or higher um, is still pretty good for this type of a vaccine. And when you factor in the fact that the Johnson Johnson vaccine is only a single shot, and you look at the enormous manufacturing capacity they will bring to bear um, as they bring their vaccine to market, this you know this would the, the Johnson Johnson vaccine would substantially um, you know accelerate the entire inoculation process, and obviously that would be encouraging. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Um, in terms of the calendar, you do have a lot of economic data today. You know, you're going to look. You know, you're you're kind of getting the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday data all in one session this morning. Um, you know, nothing that's too dramatic, other than you know the jobless claims will um, be watched very closely, just given that these are providing kind of the most real time insight into the state of growth as far as the major formal government statistics are concerned. And you have seen that number um, inch higher of late, just given the overhang of the COVID resurgence along with increased COVID mitigation steps. And you have paychecks earnings out this morning. That's kind of the last earnings report of the year. Nothing after the close. And then, like I said, nothing all that dramatic on the calendar for the rest of this week or all of next week. Um, and that is essentially everything for today. Just a quick uh, note in terms of this podcast. There will be one tomorrow. Uh, there will not be one on Friday, Monday, or Tuesday. So it will return on Wednesday the 30th. Um, you know, I do outline pretty extensively in the piece this morning just all the upcoming events and calendars for not only the rest of 2020, but into 2021 as well. Um, you know, I've been saying for a few days, I think... Johnson Johnson data. I think Biden's initial kind of economic communications to the market, and I think the Georgia runoff outcome will be positives for the market. Um, but I do think the Q4 earnings season is shipping up to be a headwind, not because you're going to have to see dramatic cuts to earnings estimates for 2021 or 2022, but more just the tone around the present environment and then linearity. So you've seen now the last several earnings reports, including CarMax yesterday, Talking about how the quarter ended on a softer note, how you know the resurgence in COVID, along with the COVID mitigation actions, are weighing on certain pockets of the economy. So I think you investors have been somewhat spoiled by the last two earnings seasons, where you had a message of very positive linearity um, as the reopening occurred. You had enormous upside to conservative estimates. I think as we get into Q4, the upside won't be as dramatic. Estimates are more reasonable at this point in time, and I think that linearity theme is going to reverse for um, certain parts of the economy. So I think the Q4 earnings season, which starts in uh, on Friday, January 15th, will be a mild headwind. Um, but you know, I think the, the main fundamental drivers of the rally, which are stimulus vaccines and earnings strength, really kind of are still in place. Um, and your biggest risks are more non-fundamental ones. So it's bullish complacent sentiment, excessive valuations, positioning, et cetera. Um, and that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.